Welcome to She Grows. We're here to walk through topics that we all deal with in everyday life. I'm Danielle Doss. And I'm Jen Matthews. And we are here to arm you with the hope and peace that comes straight from the gospel. We're going to leave out the fluff and chase down the truth. So whether you're driving, doing laundry, working out, we hope you find truth and encouragement. Let's grow together. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Jen. Hey, we're back in our women's series. Yes. I'm excited about talking about Hannah. 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 That's the fancy way of saying it. The Pentecostal way of saying it. Um, Hannah is a cool one. Like we mentioned, we did talk about her a little bit recently. Yeah. In in our prayer. Yes. Podcast. But we're going to dig into more of her actual story today. Yeah, and, I'm, and my hope is through this podcast that it's a challenge in a lot of the right ways, but also that you understand how crystal clear the Lord hears and listens to our prayer. Because to me, like, no better example. Okay, let's so start. Good. Yeah, so we're going to start out in the book of First Samuel. This is where her story is. We're just going to kind of set it up first before, so we don't have to read the whole thing to you for the whole podcast, like we said last <laughs> time. But she, so Hannah is one wife of a man he's got two wives and i've had this question asked before if god condones that kind of thing should we have is this where all this polygamy stuff comes from there it's been presented to me a lot of times just to remember that because something's in the bible does not mean god's saying and this is how you should do it that's right this is just a recount of what happened and then there's other things that god commands and this is not I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible where God condones having more than one wife, but this is just what they did back then. That's right. But at this time, she was one wife out of two, and one wife could have children, and she could not. And that one wife was kind of She was snarky. a... Mm-mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays, maybe I've just not met any people like this, and maybe... But I hope they don't exist anymore. Surely not. To me, now, when people can't have children, you kind of just kind of are careful with your words. and your. But this homegirl would taunt her and make rub fun of her, her and rub it in her face. I'm like, ew, like that's the most I hateful. She had, I think she had insecurity problems because you know You'd what? Hannah was the favorite. She was the favorite. And um, it even says that when they would go up to the temple and give their sacrifices and stuff, he said, but to, to Hannah, he gave a double portion because yeah. he loved her, mm-hmm. even though the Lord had closed her womb mm-hmm. and her rival used to provoke her and grievously irritate her. That is awful. It says it's so it went on year after year. When they went up to the house of the Lord, Hannah wept and she wouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. And her husband says, says, Hannah, why do you weep and why do you eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than 10 sons? I'm like... Oh, boy. <sighs> Things not to say to a grieving woman a who's grieving. not even eating food. Time and place, bro. Time and place. <laughs> no, it, he's, it's like a chomp answer. <laughs> Am I not good enough for you? I can just see her, mm. like the scowl that shoots up. It's you like, know, are you serious? Yep. Because guess what? Sister just gets on up. She said, yeah. we moving on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then, um, so picking it up, um, Eli and the priest was sitting there in the temple. And verse 10 says, she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Mm. She vowed a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. Mm. 
And she continued praying before the Lord. Eli observed her mouth and Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. And Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I'm a woman troubled in spirit. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I've been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman. For all along, I've been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, go in peace and the God of Israel. Grant your petition that you've made to him. And she said, let your servant find favor in your eyes. Then the woman went away eight and her face was no longer sad Mm -hmm. it's just such a big story and then of course it's just a couple verses down they skip they skip some time here and just says the lord remembered hannah Mm -hmm. and in due time hannah conceived and bore a son and she called his name samuel there's so much to unpack in this there's so much to unpack in this yeah okay so let's let's yeah let's talk about pre-answer to prayer first yes and because that is such a small little glimpse Mm mm-hmm of the answer to prayer. So um, one thing that I just could not move past was um, the part where he, where she says, I'm going to dedicate him to the Lord and um, I'll never cut his hair, mm-hmm. which is, I did some, because I'm like, well, that's a very specific prayer mm-hmm. there. And it's a Nazarite the vow. Nazarite vow. Yeah. And something that was just so like genuinely still kind of like reeling in it. This is not like a 50-year, 80-year. This is a lifetime vow for Samuel. And knowing that she, not knowing that she's pregnant with Samuel or anything like that, that hasn't happened, Mm -hmm. but that she's committing him to the Lord. Yeah. Like something that is so dear to her. That's a big promise She's willing to hand right on over. Yeah, because the Nazarite vow wasn't like a a command or whatever. It was a choice. And when people signed up for it, it was legit. Like they didn't cut their hair. They couldn't have wine. They couldn't even eat grapes Grapes. or grape Mm -hmm. seeds. Like Mm -hmm. no resemblance Mm -hmm. of it. And um, they were just so they couldn't be anywhere near a corpse. They Mm -hmm. so they couldn't go to the funeral of a family member. They couldn't they couldn't. It was just a very consecrated, you will be clean like and touch no unclean thing. to like the priesthood. Yeah. And it was a lot. Yeah. The commitment to, to say that out loud to the Lord in your prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much to where she's anguished. She's, you know, praying without speaking words. The priest is like, hey, are you drunk? And she's like, I'm not like a wicked woman. I'm just so tore up right now. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, in that case, go in peace. Yeah. And whenever she said, oh, thank you, sir. And then she went back and began to eat again. And then she was no longer sad. And I think about that aspect like. Has this gone year after year? This is not even. She's not even seen fruit from that yet. Yeah. Somehow she knew that that was the moment of peace. Yes. How? Because there's there's not a lot of evidence of how long of a period this was, like sure. how old she was or anything. I read something that said they speculate something about something says it was probably around 19 years or something. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of rabbit holes and people make stuff up. So I don't know. Right. But what we do know is that it had been enough time for the other wife to have had multiple children. And she had borne all this ridicule for years. And all of a sudden, this was the year. That she mm-hmm. she took Eli's words and was like, okay, well, so the Lord said, and, let's go. And if that happens, the deepest desire of her life, because then to not have a, a child, pretty mm-hmm. much you're just cast to the wayside. Yeah, it, it, your your value was in your childbearing. Yeah, and so the fact that she had no children, mm-hmm. and to go through however many years this was, and then at that moment. 
not even seeing the answer, not even getting a positive pregnancy test. Like she's no longer worried. Mm -hmm. She has peace. And the very next day she gets up and she goes to the temple and she worships. And she worships. First response. First response. No answer given. Yeah. Except for that there's shalom. There's peace Mm -hmm. because the priest has spoken and said this is going to happen. But she's just, I mean, at that point, she's just got a little bit of hope in her. Yeah. It's not even like. Yeah. Anything just more. Just it's just trust. It's the gift of hope. Yeah. Oh. So after this, she does conceive the son. She names him Samuel and says, I've asked for him for the Lord. Mm. And then is where it gets important. All of it's important. <laughs> yeah. But this is like the post answer, the post answered prayer. Hannah doesn't go up for sacrifice the next year because she says uh, she's going to wait till the child is weaned. So he was just still nursing at the time. Right. She says, but after this. I'll bring him to appear in the presence of the Lord and he'll dwell there forever. Her husband says, we'll do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. What is your version says? It's more clear. It says, stay here for now. May the Lord help you keep us, keep your promise. I mean, okay, let's talk about Elkanah. Like, all right, husband, like favorite wife, pray, cry, distress, grieve, depression, all of the above in your most favorite wife. Mm-hmm. And he is on board with her, with her commitment. Promise. Yeah. Ugh. That's good. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. Verse 24. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her along with her th- a three-year-old bull. Um, flour, wine. They brought him to the house. The child was still young. They slaughtered the bull. They brought the child to Eli. And she said, oh, my Lord, as you live, my Lord, Mm -hmm. I am the woman who is standing here in your presence praying to the Lord for this child. I prayed Mm -hmm. and the Lord has granted me my petition that I have made to him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart exalts in the Lord. Mm -hmm. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My Mm -hmm. mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord, Mm -hmm. for there's none beside you. There's no rock like our God. So she gives up Mm -hmm. the answer to her prayer. She keeps her word and then worships. She doesn't mourn and say, I can't believe I talked myself into this answer. I can't believe Mm -hmm. this is the path I now have to take. Mm -hmm. I can't believe. It's an immediate. She is being obedient with what she made a promise to. And my version, it says uh, when she goes to Eli and she says, sir, do you remember me? I'm the very woman who stood here several, several, several years ago praying to the Lord. And I asked the Lord to give me this boy and he granted me my request. And I just think about that moment, like of just sitting there and thinking, do you remember? And he does. Mm -hmm. And it's, and they're reflecting back and they're celebrating and they're worshiping Mm -hmm. because he named, she named him Samuel, which just means God hears, like God heard me. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, of all the women, we have talked about infertility. We've talked about that barrenness. We've talked about even just not understanding the why of a prayer. Yeah. And here they are sitting on this other side. And yet she still gives him away Mm -hmm. to the service of the Lord. And I'm talking like she, she, he stays in the temple and is raised by Eli, Mm -hmm. the priest. So once a year, she goes to the temple. Yes. To see her son, well, to worship the to Lord, worship but, the she's, Lord but, but that's she's when she'll see him. Yeah, once a year. Oh, it's a 
what's there's just so many layers to how incredible Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. because to stay faithful to your word for one to have the support of your husband and even down to her husband saying yeah well you can stay out this year but remember the lord that promise keep your promise yeah for him to even say that like i'll let you out this year but you better take him next year you know like that's crazy yeah to be so on board and go well the lord did this so we're going to stay true i think about how she trusted in god even when she didn't have the favor of God, because mm-hmm. it talks about how he had closed up her womb mm-hmm. and she's still no anger. No, I mean, obviously upset, mm-hmm. but she still had that much trust in her father mm-hmm. that she continued to continue to pray, make promises to, to serve the Lord in any way. Mm-hmm. And that was the way for her. Yeah. So a lot of what stands out to me about her, uh, this this whole story in general, is just what you do with the other side of an answered prayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because this could this could apply to anything. I can directly feel this because of infertility, because of waiting on a child. Sure. And I made a similar promise, not a Nazarite vow promise, <laughs> but I was like, God, I will raise him in your house. He yeah, will be. Yeah. And then it was prophesied over him when, before he was born that he would carry more of the like the presence of the God that's a presence of God that is not normal for his age. Sure. And I feel like God has. I feel like that's you just been true that. his you whole life. That. Like that's I feel right. like it has. Yeah. But me standing by my promise to give him back is not like Hannah. Mm-mm. I'm not having to ship him off somewhere. I have never been so bold to pray a prayer like that. Yeah. And it is challenging. I mean, I feel like I, you know, I've put myself out there in a lot of ways, but never in a way of saying to the aspect of I'm not even going to raise him mm-hmm. like this is he is solely yours. Yeah. But to stand by that and realize that the God who is faithful to answer your prayer, mm-hmm. I mean, you have nothing he's not already given you. Yeah. So to ask for an open door in your life, to ask for a favor in a relationship or in a job, to ask for what is that opportunity? What's that big prayer for you? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do on the other side of it? Is it, thank God, I've deserved this for so long? Or like, sure. oh, well, finally, he's heard me and he's answered me and done what I wanted. Like, how has your attitude shifted about your prayer? Well, and I think there's even so much to be said about this, the test beforehand, like yeah. the test of barrenness, if you will, because it is so much to do with her response, even in that before, mm-hmm. before there's even a, a child conceived before she even goes, like she is continuing to seek out her father and she knows who she's praying to. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like, I kind of will pull from like Abraham and Isaac and, you know, Abraham, he's going, he's making this sacrifice for, cause he was being obedient to God. Right. And yet he didn't have to, God stepped in with Isaac and yet Hannah, same thing promises to make this vow mm-hmm. and, and continues on with it. And that sacrifice that's there goes on to become the begin. Samuel actually anoints King David, hmm. like the Isn't whole that crazy? Yeah, yeah. So the whole like the the lineup like there's a breath of fresh air that's happening because yeah. they've just left out of judges. They've just had the civil war that's taken place, and and now there's like this whisper of the king coming, and you see a tiny little thread right here in the gift of Samuel. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, you don't know what you're praying for and, yeah. and those small little details, but how he adds those things up. So let's talk about 
how we can apply some of Hannah's dedication and trust and all that in our own life. I think there is the surface level of it, of this speaks heavily to the power of prayer. Um, there's multiple places in the in the word where even he just talks about badgering the Lord, like yeah. just be persistent in your prayer of nothing else. My very like praying with thing. faith. Yes. And, yeah. The one with the persistent <laughs> yeah. widow. And yeah. I'm just so sick of you. Like go do yeah. what you want. Like uh, there's this worship song. I think, yeah, we sang it for night of worship recently. And as he is able, and it is mm. just one of my very favorite declarations because mm-hmm. it's just who he is. Like you yeah. can't, you can't limit him. Yeah. And that's the, the beauty that she sees. Yeah. Like, gosh, it's, he's just the same yesterday, today, forever. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I know there are huge prayers that require just more trust than some of us can muster, you know, in the moment. Mm hmm. But it's like, how do you keep your eyes on him? How mm. do you keep remembering that he's faithful, even though I will never forget? I might be jumping into more of how to apply this. No, Is that that's we're good. already on? Yeah, okay. That's what we're good. <laughs> um, I'll never forget, you know, I struggled with infertility for a long time. But then even after I had Asher, our story got even more comp- like we were we're even more infertile now like than we were before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember being in a worship experience once and they were, they were like, you know, I just feel impressed to pray. There's somebody here who can't have a kid and I feel like we need to pray. And God is just so good. He's going to open your womb. He's just so good. He's just so good. And I remember in my mind going, yeah, but is he? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. And I, once I saw that nugget come out in my mind, the yeah, but is he? Once I could get that rooted out and say, God, I've got this. That's got to go. That's the problem right there. That's why I can't have peace with this. Because I had Asher and I was fine with one. I was like, I'm not going through this for, you know what, God, I feel like God answered my prayer and I feel satisfied. I feel at peace. But there was still this issue of that felt very unresolved as far mm-hmm. as, yeah, but why? But mm-hmm. God, are you? And it was like you find that nugget of, of the doubt, mm-hmm. of the not believing, of the doubting his character because of our circumstance. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's, imp- it's, I, I feel like it's impossible to constantly keep your head on your shoulders so straight in the middle of pain or something to where you never, ever, ever doubt. That's right. But it's like realizing those moments of, whoa, who am I? To, to put that on God, to mm-hmm. put, why do I think I deserve exactly what I think I deserve? Why mm-hmm. do I think, and these are things I don't have answers to, so I'm sorry I'm bringing them up, but but it's like a constant I think, check. I think it's a question we could all ask ourselves yeah. in some area of our life. Yeah, and it's, it, it is just this constant check of going, but if you don't, you are still good. And that's what pa- Hannah prayed for so long, was that, you know, she, you don't keep going year after year without mm-hmm. the faith that God's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And then he did. Mm-hmm. And he, she she was close enough to know when the word was the word. Like when Eli spoke, he was just That's Eli. Right. Yeah. He had probably been there for years. She'd probably He's, seen him for years. He was in the same old spot, the Bible says. Yeah, the yeah. same old spot, <laughs> propped up at the door. <laughs> but that year when he spoke, uh-huh. he wasn't just old Eli. He's always at the door. She knew it was a word from God. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. Here's my answer. Mm-hmm. And had peace and ate and worshiped. Mm-hmm. I, feel, uh, I feel like I've lost my train of thought and I'm just talking out of my heart now, which is, I guess, fine. But, yeah. you know, it, it's this moment of going, okay, and in the darkness and in the awful and in the I can't see it, you're still good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about Hannah demonstrating her faith through obedience 
even yeah. when it cost her the most extreme personal sacrifice. Yeah. And how that would mirror in my life because I often think in my everyday life I genuinely such a blessed life such a privileged life if I'm gonna be real frank yeah but just so thankful and I see the scripture in my life where it is more than I could ever think dream or imagine yeah but then I think about because I always want to check my you know like this is balance in my life often yeah about okay but what's it going to cost me like it needs to have a sacrifice to it yeah. because I want to serve the Lord. And I know it's not about like, I'm not trying to promote Danielle. Like I want to serve and I'm chasing after him. So like, that's like the most personal sacrifice that she could give. She gave while she loved her husband and she loved her son. She loved God more. Yeah. And I think that that is the big challenge is we have something deep in our heart and if you are listening to this and you have something that's in your heart that you can't put to words, but you just know that it's there for a reason, it's because the Lord has given you that. And he is trying to pull something and show you something in the season that you're in, mm-hmm. but also understanding that he wants you to love him more than whatever it is in your heart, Yeah, that he's a gifter of that. Yeah, And so I uh, hope that this overall brings so much encouragement to you but dang hannah just did it like yeah there's not too many times in scripture where you don't read and like there's this promise or something and then something great happens and then all of a sudden they just screw it up yeah and hannah doesn't <laughs> like, yeah she just is she was faithful in, yeah. in her obedience yeah well and i love just in the in the process of it i think it's very noteworthy how she trusted God with her emotions because she brought her anxiety. She brought her distress. She brought just desperation and bitterness. Yeah. And she didn't hide any of it. Yeah. There's nothing in the word that says you have to come to God in some certain way. Mm-hmm. The only thing about emotions I've even seen is don't sin in your anger. Yeah, sure. So don't go murder somebody or cuss yeah. somebody up and down while you're yeah. mad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it means? I don't yeah. know. That's the only thing I've seen about controlling. You know what I mean? Like, right. You're God made our emotions and we're allowed to express our emotions. That's right. And of all people, people, not yeah. people, but God knows you in and out. Yeah. Like he knows you so much more than you know yourself. So get honest. Yeah. Bring your emotions. If you're mad, talk to him about it. If you're sad, if you're hurt, talk to him about it. Because mm-hmm. there's no way you are going to feel close to him and be able to hear and trust his word when it comes Mm. if you're holding back and putting up walls just Mm -hmm. because you think you don't know or you think you can't be honest or you think you can't bring it to him Mm -hmm. because i find that when we are honest with our prayers when i was finally able to say you know what god i think in my inner core i don't think you're good Mm -hmm. i was able to work through that Mm -hmm. and go you know what you are though and you see the things i can't see and that's a grit Mm -hmm. of your faith yeah. That you are working out. It is this like sanctification process, really, oh, truthfully. Yeah. Like, you, we, who are we to even think that we could even understand who God is? Mm-hmm. But we can discover him in that gritty part of our life. Yeah. Well, because honestly, what I've, what I've come to see in my life and in other people's lives is if we're not honest and don't talk it out with the Lord, mm-hmm. our prayers shift. Mm-hmm. And they will shift away from what matters. If you think about if you're if you start getting upset about, well, God, why me? Mm. Why is this happening to me? Why is this all of a sudden it's this pitiful prayer about why you don't deserve 
to go through this instead of God, will you show up here and answer? Cause I know you're faithful. God, will you heal? So-and-so God, will you do this for so-and-so? Will you do this for me? Because you're able, not because I deserve it. That's right. And if we are not careful and not honest with both ourselves, cause we're real good at not being honest, even about what our real Fair. thoughts are. Yeah. Or not honest with God about what we're feeling or thinking about him or to him. Mm-hmm then our prayers shift to this useless area of just self-loathing or self-pity. And we're missing it. And you're missing it. Yeah. You're missing it because God is just so ready to show up. Yeah. He is so, so faithful and he's proven it so many times. But what are we missing? Because we're inside of ourselves instead of going, God, this is yours and, and just, I'm going to give it back to you. And it always goes back to he does hear. Like mm-hmm. he hears those prayers. I mean, yeah. she named Samuel. Strictly yeah. after, like, he's the God who hears. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I just, I, I did think that it was pretty interesting because I'm like, did it stop a Samuel? And she uh. actually had seven children total. Mm-hmm. So she had mm-hmm. three other boys and then two daughters. And um, in her worship, they're mentioned. And so mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I, okay, sure, you can say worship. But then also when I'm reading scripture, I'm like, but enter musical. <laughs> It's always it is like a musical. They turn around and sing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, but it's just good. Even I love the way that it's kind of before they move out of this story. And we'll, I guess, we can kind of end with this because it's just the beautiful ending. Was that in verse eleven of chapter two? Mm, I did highlight that. It just says, "Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli the priest." So that was even the husband saying goodbye to his son that had come to his favorite wife. You know, like it was a big deal. And that was his goodbye after after Hannah had this big prayer and this big time of worship with the Lord. And then the husband was like, all right, because it bye. it goes without being said, but we could say it here is that there is unity in that decision. Mm-hmm. And mm, I cannot. That's a whole different podcast. But when you're unified in a decision that you have for the Lord. Yeah, I think that's when he's most glorified. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We hope you feel encouraged and stronger in your faith because of these conversations. We love our community of women and would love to see it grow. Can you do us a favor and share the podcast with one friend today that you know would love it? And if you're feeling a little extra sparkle today, give us a quick rating and review. Have a great rest of your day. And until next time, keep keep growing. growing.